Welcome to Swimming Upstream, the 10-minute podcast about Catholicism, technology, culture, baseball, whatever else might come up. I'm your host, Eric Sammons. This is episode number 34. Today I'm going to be discussing the Red Rose Rescue that happened uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, the show notes for this page can be found at ericsammons.com slash podcast slash 34. Okay, so a couple weeks ago on September 15th, uh, pro-lifers stage a Red Rose Rescue, they called it, at three abortion clinics in Michigan, Virginia, and New Mexico. What happened was is that the pro-lifers entered the abortion clinics, went into the uh, waiting rooms, and they handed red roses to the women, to the mothers who were there to abort their children. And they tried to convince them to uh, not kill their children. And this is modeled after the, rescue, the Red Rose rescues done by Mary Wagner in Canada, where she's been arrested numerous times and spent a lot of time in jail for doing this. And a couple of very big names in the pro-life movement uh, were involved in this. One, Monica Miller, who's been involved for a, a very long time. And even more prominently, uh, Joan Andrews Bell, who is just basically a heroine of the pro-life movement. She spent many years in the 1980s in jail, and many people credit her, including myself, credit her as really the inspiration that got the rescue movement off the ground in the late 80s, early 90s, in which, which thousands of people were rescued. Uh, many times at abortion clinics, including myself. I was involved in uh, rescue. Now, first of all, just a real quick clarification, people. Operation Rescue was the, the kind of the formal name for one group that did these rescues. But when we say rescues and, and the rescue movement, not all of those were under the auspices of Operation Rescue. Operation Rescue got its main name, uh, main fame from uh, Randall Terry when he was involved in it. He was very inspirational in, in, in getting people to get involved. And Operation Rescue still exists today, uh, but they don't, they don't do rescues anymore. Anyway, I got uh, uh, involved in rescue in the uh, 90s when I was in college. I was arrested, I think it was six times, uh, for uh, blockading abortion clinics, basically sitting in front of doors and um, not moving when the police ask us to. I did not spend any real time in jail for that. They basically released me each time pretty quickly. Although I did have friends who spent a, a considerable amount of time in jail, including some very close friends who uh, spent over a year basically in jail each for doing rescues repeatedly and uh and it was it was a big movement at the time and it really was uh it, it, in fact it's the largest civil disobedience movement ever in the history of our country larger even the civil rights movement in the 60s of course it got about one one millionth of the media coverage the civil rights movement did because it was a, a conservative movement, basically. And, of course, the liberal media is very pro-abortion. They didn't want to advertise it very much. But I believe it was a very successful movement in that it did prevent women from killing their babies. I know for a fact that one rescue I was involved in, a woman uh, decided not to abort because of our rescue. Uh, she was turned away, and she ended up not aborting the child. And so at the very least, when I die, I will be able to put that um, up and say, Lord, at least I know this person survived because of something I did. Um, and that's a feeling that is, uh, you know, I know that I can, I can say that, and that's very good. Now, the rescue movement completely uh, disintegrated in the mid-90s, and it basically was because of 
the laws that were created at the time, FACE being the main one. Uh, that's, that's the name of the law. It's Federal Access to Clinics something that um, shut down, uh, basically made a federal crime if you blockaded an abortion clinic. And you would get a lot of serious time in federal prison for doing it. I know I, know I have friends with one guy who actually went against it, and he was about one of a few who did. But most of us stopped rescuing after that. Some stopped about that same time for other reasons. It just got to be too uh, difficult to do it. And so that, that was a law that was very successful in shutting down a civil disobedience movement. Now, I know a lot of people are uncomfortable with rescue. Um, a lot of conservative pro-life people are uncomfortable with it. They were uncomfortable in the 90s, and they might still be. But we felt that we placed ourselves in between the killer and the victim. And that is a very just thing to do. And if a law says we're not allowed to do it, then that law is unjust. And it's not really a law. I mean, we have a history in, in Western civilization, and especially in this country, that we consider law, unjust laws are not really just. As we all know, legality does not equal morality and vice versa. And so just because something is legal does not make it right. And so we would, we would place ourselves and we felt like we were um, in direct action and, and basically in a way we were trying to emulate our Lord who put himself between us and death. And so we were trying to do the same. Now, the Red Rose Rescue is a little different. They didn't actually block any entrances. They just went in and tried to convince the, you know, which is basically trespassing technically, and tried to convince the women not to kill their children. Now, the question becomes, and why didn't they just leave when the cops come? Because I remember this from Rescue. When, when the cops first show up, they would always give us a warning and say, okay, you got thanks for your little display. Now, please get up and leave. And if you did, you, there was no legal consequences. You were fine. It wasn't until at, you refused to leave that you would actually be charged with anything, arrested or charged with anything. So I'm sure that's what happened here is the police probably got there and said, okay, guys, show's over. Let's go home. And they refused to. And some might say that is just... That was kind of silly and impractical for them to do that. But I believe it really had a great impact and was a very good thing to do for a couple of reasons. First of all, it identifies them then with the victims. The victims have no ability to leave. They have to stay. They're being killed, these, these children who are about to be killed. And so the, the rescuers are there with them in their final hour. It's like, uh, I'm, you know, I, I could say it's like uh, St. John the Baptist and our Lord, I mean, our Lady and, and Mary Magdalene who were at the cross at the end. Could they do any good? Could they save our Lord? No, but they could be there with him. Likewise, this is them being there at the end. Also, I, I think it could be compared, uh, well, my favorite icon of all time, it's called the harrowing of hell, and it, or our Lord's descent into hell. And it's, I'm looking at it right now, actually, in my, in my office, and it's our Lord who's picking up Adam out of Hades and saving him. And it's the idea is that he, at, at the crucifixion, he dies, and he goes down, he rescues those from death who, who have died in the Old Testament. He's rescuing them, bringing them up to heaven. In a way, and that's, that is true Christian love, that you go into the depths. Mother Teresa exemplified this so much. She went into the depths of evil, into the depths of suffering, and she was there with them in those depths. Likewise, that's what these rescuers are doing. They're going into what is literal, what are literally the most evil places in our country today, which is the abortion clinics. They're going into them, and they're witnessing Christian love. I can't think of a more Christian act than that. And so, although some might be uncomfortable with the fact that they're breaking the law, I think 
the, the more important thing is they are witnessing Christian love where people are being, innocent children are being killed and women are being deceived. Most of the women there, and I remember this from my days of pro-life activism and, and rescue, most of the women there don't really want to be there, don't really know what they're doing. They're being forced to do this. There's no choice involved, typically. They feel pressured into doing this. And so they're being there for those women as well and for the babies. And I saw another, um, somewhere on social media, somebody was saying this is a, it, it gives a bad name to the pro-life movement or something like that. I'm sorry, but my initial reaction was, what kind of name do you think the pro-life movement has today? We're ridiculed, we're laughed at, we're not taken seriously, and it has nothing to do with the fact of our methods. It has to do with the fact of our message. Our message is that, that the unborn are people who have the right to life. And that is simply a message that is laughed at and ridiculed today because it goes against the easy access to sex, the easy access to promiscuity that 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 our society cherishes today. And so the fact is the pro-life movement doesn't have some great reputation anyway, people. And so that, that's just a silly, that's a silly point. And really it's not about politics. Uh, everybody thought when we did rescues, it was about politics. It's not about re- politics. It's about being with those children, trying to rescue those children from the clutches of death. As you could probably guess, I'm very much hoping that these Red, Rescue, Red Rose Rescues catch on and that many people become involved in them. Now, the truth is, though, we're not sure yet of the consequences. These are the first people to do it. They might get hammered by face. They might get a very significant jail terms. And I think if they do, obviously that would put a kibosh on it, most likely. And if they don't and it starts to become more and more popular, there'll be pressure to really throw the book at them. And so I think what we should do is we should pray for those who are involved with the Red, Res- Red Rose Rescue. There's 10 people who are arrested, including one of the Franciscan Friars, Renewal, my favorite religious order, one of the priests in their order, another priest, and some other people um, who are involved in that. Let's pray for them. Pray that they are able to be a witness for life in, their, in the court proceedings they go through and continue to be a witness for life. And obviously pray for them and their families and for the, any sufferings they have to endure. And obviously pray for the women who are uh, involved in, in are getting abortions and, and, the, and, their, and their children that they might be saved. Okay, well, that's it for today's episode. Uh, again, I ask you to rate and review, um, please, on iTunes, this podcast, so more people can find out about it. I'm very, very surprised by how many people have been listening to the podcast. I hear about it all the time, people listening, so I'm very happy about that. So let's continue to spread the word. Uh, until next time, though, keep swimming against the stream.